Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy, your go-to source for health and wellness discussions from one of our country's leading motivational speakers, Kathy Robinson Pickett. And now, without further delay, here's Straight Talk with Kathy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Straight Talk with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Robinson Pickett, and I'm a woman with something to say. And today, well, like most days, I have a lot to say. Today's show is a show that I should have done a long time ago, so I want to say thank you to Mr. Aiken for getting me in gear and up and at him and doing this show. Um, although we have talked about sexual assault and sexual violence a number of times on the Straight Talk with Kathy show and in person, many of you have heard me talk about sexual assault and sexual violence against women. Um, I've never dedicated an entire podcast to that. And so this is long overdue. Um, it's not going to be a political show. I'm not going to allow myself to be drug into the politics at hand um, because this is not a political issue. This is an issue that affects all people, all race. It doesn't matter what initials behind your name. It doesn't matter how much money you have, what country you live in, what language you speak. Anyone can be a victim of sexual assault. Um, anyone can be find themselves the parent, um, the guardian, the loved one, the friend, the brother, the uncle, the aunt, the cousin, the preacher of someone who has been violated and attacked. And so this show is dedicated to every victim out there. It's dedicated to everyone who works in this field and it's dedicated to anyone who loves someone who's been hurt. By somebody else and so that pretty much means this show is dedicated to you to everybody um, out there because unfortunately given the statistics at hand there's not anyone out there that has not been affected by sexual violence or sexual assault um, so thank you mr. Aiken for getting me up and going because here we go. Um, some of you may be new listeners to this show. So there are some of you that don't know my background story or just know me as the tobacco lady or just know me as that um, health educator. So just in case you don't know my background story, um, in 1984, I was a victim of a serious um, violent sexual assault. I was robbed and raped by three men and left for dead. Um, luckily for me, I didn't become pregnant. I didn't have to face the questions that so many women have to face every year, what they would do if they were pregnant after a sexual assault, because that really is still today. Um, the first thing that comes into a woman's mind is, oh my God, have I been impregnated? Um, I didn't have to face that. I had a lot of physical trauma and I had to go through a lot. And then in 1991, I was diagnosed with HIV and it was a direct correlation to the sexual assault because of the laws in the state of Florida at the time, um, I wasn't notified that my attacker was HIV positive, one of the three. And um, therefore I had gone on 
gotten married, had a child, and was pregnant with my second child when I found out that I was HIV positive and had infected my then husband, Dan. And so you might guess that I have a lot of emotion around this subject. Um, I've been politically charged, amped, mad um, since my phone started texting off the hook um, on Sunday afternoon of this week, which depending on when you're listening to this show, um, today is August 22nd when I'm taping. So um, just so you have that in context in case you're listening to this show three years later in um, the archives and you're saying, what prompted her to do this show? A representative, a political figure in Missouri, um, was on a talk show on this Sunday and, um, said that, um, the chances of a woman getting pregnant during a quote, legitimate rape. Um, I'm not so sure what that is opposed to. Um, but in a, a legitimate rape that a woman's body shuts down and, um, the chances of her getting pregnant are absolutely minuscule. And well, that is absolutely false information. So I want to start there. Absolutely. Someone can become pregnant if they're, um, penetrated vaginally and raped. The chances of becoming pregnant are just the same as if she had unprotected sex with someone she loved, cared about, knew, and was in a relationship. About 5% of unprotected sexual intercourse between a man and a woman results in a pregnancy. Um, so there you go. That's the statistic on that. Um, we're not going to talk a lot about statistics because statistics are one of those things that can be manipulated, but there are a few statistics that I just need every one of you to know, to know are fact, not exaggerated. All the statistics that I use in everything that I talk about on the show generally come from the Centers for Disease Control, um, the National Institutes of Health. Oftentimes, they're much more conservative than other numbers you'll hear out there. Do I think that sometimes they're too conservative? Yes, I do. In the work that I do, in the people that come to me, in the people that I see, I definitely think these statistics are conservative. But I think it's better to err on that side than to err on the fear side in folks. I always tell people the truth is scary enough, um, and that's absolutely true in this case. And so what I want to say to you is, first off, anybody can be sexually assaulted, and a sexual assault just doesn't mean a vaginal penetration by a penis. Um, a sexual assault can occur by groping. It can occur orally, vaginally, anally, um, someone can be forced to perform on someone else. So sexual assault is not just a man raping vaginally a woman. Um, please know that lots and lots of actual sexual and physical assaults do not in, have penetration as part of their act. Um, that does not make them any less scary. It does not make them any less illegal. It does not make them any less emotionally damaging to the victim. Please also be clear that males are sexually assaulted as well. And a lot of times in our society, we don't want to deal with that. We don't want to address that. Um, we absolutely imagine if you were a young man in a rural community somewhere in 
um, the United States, in the Deep South, in the Midwest, in the Bible Belt. I don't care where you want to be. You're some um, in some conservative area or not so conservative area, but you're a male victim of a sexual assault. How hard is that to go and report? Extremely. Reporting sexual assault is um, an extremely difficult thing to be in with, and we know certainly the vast majority of sexual assaults and molestations um, go unreported. So keep in mind that the statistics are just that, as good as we can get, but not as good as we would want them to be. Um, every two minutes in the United States, someone is sexually assaulted. That equals, um, over the age of 12, by the way, that equals to 207,754 people in the course of a year in the United States. Almost two-thirds of assaults are committed by someone the victim knows. That's scary, alarming, because we teach our kids stranger danger all the time. But unfortunately, the vast majority of assaults occur by someone that somebody already knows. 44% are under the age of 18 and 80% are under the age of 30. So yes, our youngest people are the most vulnerable when it comes to sexual assault. 54% of all assaults are not reported. 97% of rapists never spend a single day in jail. One out of six women has been the victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. Nine of 10 women, uh, 10 victims are women, but one in 33 American men have experienced an attempted or completed rape. Statistics in children, I know as parents, these are so hard to hear, but 15% of sexual assault victims are under the age of 12. 93% of juvenile victims know their attackers. It's someone they know, it's someone they trust, it's someone in their family, it's their little league coach, it's their youth minister, it's someone who has endeared themselves to their family, and that's who they're violated by. We, of course, do hear about the most vicious of these in the news oftentimes, but so many so, so many of these go unreported. Kids have no idea that it's um, wrong. They're, they're tricked into keeping this big secret. Um, they're tricked into thinking this is what love is. And it's not until they're in college or they're even older that they start to realize, oh my gosh, I've been a victim. This isn't okay. What happened to me isn't okay. When I was in higher ed, um, at a small liberal arts Christian college in um, Central Florida, I can't begin to tell you the number of kids that came to me um, that started having flashbacks, that started having memories, that started piecing things together and realized that they needed some counseling, they needed some help, that they had indeed been a victim of an assault. Um, effects of rape, because I think this is important for people to hear and know. People who are victims of sexual assault or sexual violence are three times more likely to suffer depression. I would say that's definitely an underreported number. Six times more likely to have PTSD. Thirteen more times, times likely to abuse alcohol. Twenty-six times more likely to abuse drugs. And four times more likely than the average person to contemplate suicide. So 
it's a huge problem with huge implications. First off, I want to talk to you about talking to your children. Um, when you, when should you start this? You should start this now, today, having these conversations. When kids are very young, you need to begin the conversations openly and directly with them. Um, when you're open and direct with your kids, it teaches them that it's okay to come to you with any question or any concern that they have. Teach your children the right names of their body parts, not cute little funny little names. That's okay for you. That seems cute at the time. However, it, it doesn't send the right message to our kids. We need to teach them the right names, that what parts are private on their body, that no one should ask to touch or look at those parts unless you're at the doctor with mommy and mommy or daddy or somebody that is supposed to be with you, grandma is in there, um, that if someone asks you to look at their part too or touch their part or let you touch them, however that thing goes, that it's not okay, that it's important to tell someone to come to mom or dad to go if mom and dad aren't in the vicinity to get to, to go to a trusted adult. There are so many books out there, so many things to help you have those conversations with your children. Every library has books on this subject. Every Barnes and Noble, every Walden Books, every Books a Million online. There's tons of books that are age appropriate that you can start that conversation if you're not sure exactly how to do that. When we talk to our kids openly, it teaches them that these things are, are not to be kept secret. Unfortunately, that's how perpetrators suck our children in. They earn their trust and then they teach them that um, this is a secret between you and me. This is our special time. This is our special secret. Um, this, you know, those kinds of things. So we have to get that word into our children, impressed upon them early on. For those of you that have middle schoolers, teenagers, and kids off to college, or for you who may be in the dating area or, um, you know, just whatever, what should you do to have those conversations as kids get older? Well, you keep having them. You talk to them about safety plans. You talk to them about going out together and leaving parties together. Um, that if you go somewhere and you have a drink, that you bring your own drink, that you make your own drink, that you don't let a stranger make you or give you a drink. What a lot of people don't understand is date rape drugs um, can be slipped into water just as easy as they can alcohol, into Coke, into Sprite. It doesn't matter. Most of them are um, tasteless, colorless, odorless, and so they can be slipped into anything and only take a capful to do that. What you should know about date rape drugs and GHB and those kinds of things is that men get slipped as well, not just women. Um, I've known a number of guys, professional guys, who have been slipped, we'll call it a Mickey, um, and sometimes it's by their friends to see what will happen, what they'll do. Sometimes it's because someone wanted to rob them when they left a party, um, and sometimes it has involved um, unwanted sexual behavior as well. So know that anybody is at risk to getting slipped um, something to make them compromise their 
their movements and their actions. What is the biggest red flag that you're with someone who's been slipped in Mickey? If you are um, a college student, especially those of you who've just headed back to college and, you know, or maybe you're at college for the first time, it's fun. You're getting to experience doing things you didn't get to do when you were home. Your parents don't necessarily know what's going on. The things you need to look for when you're out, the big red flag is when you're with somebody and they begin to behave way differently than what their normal behaviors are, particularly acting out sexually, um, dancing provocatively, doing things, moving their body in ways that you know, gosh, you're thinking, man, they're drunk and you haven't seen them. They haven't drunk but one drink or they may not even be drinking. They're drinking soda or water and their behavior begins to shift. Um, date rape drugs begin to take effect very, very fast. And if you're listening to this podcast and you want more information about that in our archives, we have several shows about that and about the availability of those and how to have safety plans when you go out. So please turn to that. Let's tune in, listen to that, um, get information that will help you stay safe. The main thing is being aware, being alert, being, um, know what your surroundings are. When you're in parking lots, carry your keys with your panic button that you can hit to set off an alarm. Don't be alone in dark places. Have safety plans when you're walking across campuses, those sorts of things. None of those things prevent someone from getting into a date rape situation, however. Um, and unfortunately, so many of our assaults occur from someone we know. And so there's just so much information out there available to you. Understand that if you have been a victim of a sexual assault, you are not alone. There are tons and tons of resources. And I'm so over time right now, but I want to share these resources with you. And I want you to know that we're going to stay on this topic this school year. We're going to do a number of shows. Um, we are going to keep the resources up on our Facebook page at Straight Talk with Kathy. You can go to that Facebook page, go to the notes section. You can find resources and um, referrals and all, anything you need. We're going to have that up there for you. Um, but I want to tell you a couple that are easy to remember. Um, if you know someone who's been a victim, if you want more information on safety planning, if you want an event on your campus, um, one of those numbers that you can call is 1-800-656-HOPE, H-O-P-E. Um, when you dial that number, it's the National Sexual Assault Hotline. It will see your area code and it will funnel you into um, a local resource area for uh, agency for your area. Um, their website is great as well. The website that I use so often um, and that I just think has amazing information on it for people of all ages, for parents to talk to their kids, for statistics um, is R-A-I-N-N dot org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. And this is the national, it's the Rape Abuse Insect National Network. And it is a network of assault agencies. They've come together and they have amazing referrals and information on their pages. Um, you, you can find almost anything that you need, no matter what the topic is, um, no matter how, who needs to be having the conversation with what age group. 
And the other website that I use regularly is cdc.gov. Um, and when you get there, obviously you can look up all kinds of things, but when you're looking for um, sexual assault prevention, you would go to the Injury Center and look up violence prevention. And they have stuff on programming and prevention, um, just tons and tons of information. Please know that these conversations have to come out of the dark. We have to have them with our kids. We have to have them with our friends. We have to have them with our elders as well. These are conversations that need to be happening at the dinner table, um, not in secret, so that secrets aren't kept. I can't stress to you enough. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to sign off at this point for this show. Um, what I want to say is you can reach us, um, by email at straight talk with Kathy at gmail.com on Twitter at straight talk pod on Facebook at our Facebook fan page, which is straight talk with Kathy. Go there, like that page, all this information I'm going to have up in our note section. It will stay there forever and ever. Um, and you can find all our podcasts there. Our website also is straighttalkwithkathy.org. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not. It's straighttalkwithkathy.com. It's kathyrobinson.org. So you can find us on the web anywhere you want. So please search out. Um, the information that you need to have these conversations. And until next time, be the boss of your brain.